WAN show yet this week. Okay. And also Ryzen 3000, so to to topics that you, you care about. We're also going to discuss YouTube <laughs> Rewind. I only made it about halfway through, so really? it might have gotten a lot better towards the end, Did but you, okay. I kind of suspect it didn't. I'll, I'll wait. We'll get into that later. And finally... C CSGO is now free and also gets a Battle Royale mode because every game needs I don't, one. No, I refuse to talk about that. It's <laughs> <laughs> just... No. <laughs> no! Oh my god. Player, you no, can choose wait, you're, to... No, wait, no, you're baiting me. I said I wasn't going to talk about this. <laughs> I didn't even... You no, know, you made me ask a question. <laughs> I've been boondoggled. As, as a prime player, you can choose no, to not no, get queued against people no. who are not prime players. I want to talk about... Oh, okay. Oh. <laughs> Why? Okay, no, I want to start with the oh really important stuff. So yeah. Luke and I had a meeting today. Oh boy. We are going to be making, oh wow. Today is actually like Haven't kind of the team announcement WAN show. It's, yeah. It's oh, I'm be, so excited for one of them. It's going to be incredible. Ooh, okay? okay, so yeah. first of all. Good shirt choice, by the way. Floatplane, thank you. Uh, Floatplane has some big milestones coming up. Yeah, which none of the team knows about. At so the end of this year. Yeah. So it's going to be actually pretty freaking awesome. Yeah. And uh, one of the things that's going to happen before then is live streaming support with chat and all that cool stuff is dropping very, very soon. Um, so you can expect if you're a Floatplane member, you are going to be simultaneously multicasting, or Heck we are yeah. going to be simultaneously multicasting to we, YouTube, Twitch, you could be too. and Floatplane.com next Friday. Yeah. So that's going to happen. Exciting. I can't Fresh. promise special treatment for the float plane chat. <laughs> and in other news, <laughs> YouTube uh, Rewind dropped yesterday. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, so yeah. Wh why did you only make it uh, halfway? <laughs> okay, sorry. One of the float plane guys just said an inside joke, and that, that caught me off guard. Uh, <laughs> um, uh, what, so, why did you only make it halfway through? Okay, so here's the thing. I have a confession to make. I've never made it. No, I did. I think the year PewDie be PewDiePie became number one, I might have made it all the way through because I remember seeing the bit at the end with him, like, walking on the beach or something. Is that, does that yeah, ring he, a bell? I, I thought it... I don't know if it ends that way or starts with that he like picks up the play button on the beach. Or oh whatever. crap! Maybe that was the start. Back Maybe when, I didn't make back it through when that. Rewind one was good and okay. had relevant people. Uh, okay, so hold on a second. So, oof. I have to confess that I Marquez is in it. Marquez is cool. Don't think I have ever made it all the way through a rewind because I don't really watch YouTube. So for me, it's kind of like this parade of people that I don't know who the heck they are. Well, I think that's the problem right now. So that was one key difference this year is I knew who Marquez was. Yeah. I knew who... Because um, he's amazing. Um, have you watched his... This is totally off topic. Have you watched his uh, camera phone comparison? Oh, the, the bracket thing? that he's doing? Yeah. I, well, I don't really watch YouTube, but I'm aware that he's doing it. It's done. It's up. It's, oh, okay. Yeah. It's actually really interesting. Okay, good. You should watch it. Okay, all right. Or I'll, like skip to the end bracket. I'll, I'll skim through it. Okay. Yeah. That's um, like the most... That's a compliment. Like it's... Gotta, he doesn't watch anything. <laughs> the fact that he's gonna skim through it and like actually get enough information, like that's not a, that's not a, that's not a side against the video. That's that's pretty good. <laughs> uh, anywho, uh, I, I reckon I recognize Gorov, uh Technical Druji. I recognized. Uh, yep. Yeah, like, I don't know for like three seconds. Yeah, because I didn't see him. He's like on the island and he's like, oh, I think we should acknowledge people who um, contributed oh, to charitable when things. they're like jumping different people. Yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, and then I recognized Emma Chamberlain, who I'm only aware of because I was reading an article on something about something and somehow I ended up looking at the Streamies Awards and she was the breakout creator. And then I spent actually probably about an hour and a half on her channel trying to get it. Um, 
And what I realized is that I still don't really get it. And I'm probably not going to start watching YouTube anytime soon. Anyway, so other than that, I didn't really know who anybody was. I think, okay, so I think that's a big problem with YouTube Rewind. So back in like 2012, 2013, when YouTube Rewind was... Have been doing it that long? Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 2012 YouTube Rewind's like a thing. Okay. 2011 they had one? Oh, 2010! They had a 2010 Rewind. I don't know when they actually started it, but... They called it, this was called YouTube Rewind Year in Review. So, so over 250 million views combined. And it's like kind of a clip show from your TV screen. It has like, uh, oh, that guy's awesome. The Old Spice commercial yeah, guy. Yeah. Um, oh, it's got a bunch of Twilight on it. There's a crying child. Yeah, so this is like pretty low grade compared to what they But what like they if did. you notice. But, but it's, it goes back that far. You're not screen sharing, by the way, so no one can, no one oh, can see I'm this. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm um, so sorry. One, one thing you'll notice from this rewind is it's yeah. showing things that happened that mattered that got a lot of views throughout the year. And new yeah. rewinds are just... Powered by YouTube trends, as opposed to powered by YouTube arbitrary. Yeah, and, and, and new rewinds are, here's a bunch of people doing completely intensely unrelated things for the most part, or like vague Fortnite, Fortnite fork knife that was not That was not vague. No, the beginning oh. isn't, but oh, later I see. on, later I on. I see, I see, um, I see. Like this, none of it, none of it matters. None it, of it actually represented like impactful things throughout the year. There was no T-series. There was no yeah. year review. There was none of that kind of stuff. How was T-Series not? Even if you don't include PewDiePie because the stuff that's happened with him and whatever, whatever, that's a totally different conversation. Well, how was T-Series not a part of that? Yeah. That, what? Like, my. It's, it's very, it's very, it's very cleaned off. Like, Google is pushing hard into India. Don't imagine oh, yeah. for a second that any of this T-Series and rising in prominence of Indian channels. Don't imagine for a second any of this is a random accident. Like, Google is pushing really hard. They're pushing on Chrome, they're pushing on Android, they're pushing on YouTube. They are pushing into India. Okay, so some people are saying the PewDiePie drama is for teenagers. We're what? saying completely regardless of the PewDiePie yeah, versus T-Series. That doesn't change the fact that it's happening. T-Series is still massive and they're huge and the Indian YouTube is exploding. And Is like... Fortnite not for teenagers? Oof. Oof. I mean, it featured very prominently in the Rewind. And as far as I can... I mean, I went to the Halloween store <laughs> and there were Fortnite costumes. They didn't have adult sizes. <laughs> I'm thinking they probably know their demographic. <laughs> yeah, I. Uh, Ooh, yeah. This WAN show has gotten real uncomfortable. <laughs> I, um, I, I think, I think with Rewind, they're trying to make it extremely advertiser friendly. Yeah. And they're trying to bring in safe acts, and for some reason, they're no longer trying to just show really cool or important or high view things that happen throughout the year. Yeah. They're just trying to take people that are advertiser friendly and put them in front of the like, screen. I love that Marquez had a speaking part. That's really yeah. cool. But I almost would have liked it better if he was just like sitting on one of the seats on the bus, like talking about his phone and like showing it to someone as they had panned along it. Like, I love that he had a speaking part, but it felt off topic. Or if he had a speaking part, I would have liked for it to be because if you don't yeah, know that he's it's, a tech it's so guy, unrelated. Yeah. you won't have any idea from watching Rewind. Another so, thing, in, in my opinion, if they're going to do it this way, yeah. which I disagree with, but if they're going to do it this way where they sure. just like scattershot popular people that are brand friendly into the video, yeah. they should have little things like this is this person. Yeah. Because you watch the thing and you're like, who are all these people? And right. maybe the person's on there for... 60 frames like you, you barely see them and that's but that's where i think the context comes in as well because at least that yeah, would help. that would help that yeah. would help it's like it's kind of like does anyone remember when you're a kid right and you're in the grocery store with your parents and like one of your teachers is standing there like comparing you know the quality of like apples or whatever and you're like you exist in real life mrs fraser yeah shops at the grocery store <laughs> 
Because yeah. when you see somebody outside of the normal context that you expect to see them in, it's very easy to not recognize them. And this can even it's be jarring. true of people that you know in real life. Yeah. Like if I ran into, you know, I'm not going to pick someone that I work with every day. Like if I ran into Luke on the street, obviously I'm going to, I'm going to. Okay. Even then is, though, but... if we ran into each other on the street. Okay. Oh, wait, I'm going to use a story for this. I ran into Dimitri in Germany. Okay. I had no idea Dimitri, Dimitri was from in Hardware Germany. Connects, yeah. just for context. I had yeah. no idea he was in Germany. Sure. He had no idea I was in Germany. We walked past each other randomly on the street. And it takes a second because you're like, this doesn't make any sense at all. Right. Like, it, what? Like, I totally knew who he was, but I was like, is this a doppelganger? Like, what's... It's a, it's a weird moment. It's very jarring. People are like, what? Yeah, that happened. <laughs> That's pretty cool. That was really cool, no idea. Actually. Yeah. Um, so <laughs> this was a long time. Ago. I don't know. I, I only made it about halfway through just because like, it's, it's not really, it's kind of the same reason that I don't watch like the Grammys and the Oscars. Cause a lot of the time yeah. it's movies and songs, movies I haven't seen songs I haven't heard and people who I, I don't really know who they are. Like there's a handful of like very famous actors and or musicians, musicians in particular. I don't watch music videos. It's not like a, like I have a, an objection to them or anything. I just, when I listen to music, it's usually when I'm doing something else, and that doing something else isn't staring straight ahead at the screen watching the video that goes with it. It's like something actually totally unrelated. Um, so, so I actually a lot of the time I don't recognize musicians. Yeah. Um, and so I just like I, I just don't find it that interesting. I don't really follow the storylines. Like I don't really pay attention to celebrity gossip or anything like that. So. It's just not really interesting for me to just see a parade of people that I don't really know who the crap they are or why I, I should did, care. Yeah, like I, I liked seeing Marquez because it was cool having someone featured really prominently that's in our community. Yeah. Um, and it was really funny to see that PewDiePie's chair made it in, but he didn't. Um, that was really entertaining. One, one of the animators that was featured yeah, had to had like- the chair doing this, but then- No, uh, it's oh. just, it's them like moving in a room like going in front of the camera and be like, hey, and then like moving away and it's all animated. It's a little cartoon. Yeah. But the chair that they're in is very clearly PewDiePie's like clutch chair with the like swirly red and black design. Got it. <laughs> it's uh <laughs> it's kind of a interesting call out that happened there. All right. The last day says, can you guys talk about something that matters? Like yeah. the fact that Jesus is coming back very soon and the whole world is going to suffer judgment. Um, all right, so let's move on then from that topic, and let's move on to the big announcement for this WAN show. Oh, oh my goodness, I'm actually so excited. The actual big announcement. Wow, it's funny. We have made it 20 minutes into the WAN show, and I have not even opened up the topics doc yet. <laughs> that may be a new record. <laughs> I'm extremely, like, I might be more excited than the people in the audience okay. about this. LTX 2019, Woo! the details are somewhat coming together. Ooh. Okay, first of all, mark your calendars now. Yeah. July 27th and 28th. Two days. Whoa, what? Two days. Two days? Well, hold on a second. Surely they're going to kick us out of the, the venue overnight, right? Wait, what? Wrong. What? I didn't even know this. Oh, that's so cool. <laughs> I'm so excited. LTX 2019 <laughs> is going to be bigger, badder, and better than ever. Two days. Oh, my God. With an overnight LAN party. Oh, my God. Powered by <sighs> our partner for the event, DreamHack. Yes! Woo! So cool! So we oh have been working on this with them since basically oh, man. the end of LTX 2018 when we went, you know what? We did a lot of stuff that was better than last year, but there is still a ton of room for improvement here. Um, so cool. I can't give you guys, but, but, but basically we were like, yeah, we need to take it up a significant notch. This if is we want this to be more than just a fan meetup, which it has done a great job of being. Oh, yeah. But last year, we had other creators there, like coming out of, crawling out of the woodwork. No, we had Steve from Gamers Nexus, we had Jay's Two Cents, we had Barnacles there, we had Lewis Rossman there. And we're kind of looking at this going, well, hold on a second. Those guys came, they had fun. All of them, and I, you know, I'm, I'm not going to put words in their mouths, but all of them expressed interest 
in at least maybe participating in 2019. So we're looking at it going like, hey, well, we need to like, if we're gonna have like- gonna step it up. Big creators coming in and like being sort of part of this experience, we need like a, a creator meetup space and we need like, we need better food options. And we need, we need a, oh, wow, we need a bigger space. So guess what? We got a bigger space. We are stepping it up. We're moving into the big time. So the original plan was to take, I think it was <gasps> a couple of the, a couple of the ballrooms or a couple of them, like three of the meeting rooms and then one of the ballrooms or something like that in the, I want to say East building of the Vancouver Convention Center. So we actually, oh, yeah. we went even further than that. Not a hockey rink this time. And with no, with no <laughs> plan really for exactly how we're going to fill it. Other than that, we're just going to take a lot of what we've done, a Rod lot of new Bob ideas from the community. Oh, they're getting so much booth space. So we're making every booth bigger, good. every booth better, and we are going to have something to the tune of like 30,000 square feet or something Whoa. ridiculous like that. It is going to be a gigantic space. Um, I think I can say that we are going to have... Uh, you know what? I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to check what is in the blog because we have actually added a blog to the LTX LTXexpo.com uh, oh hold on just a minute here oh uh, you're showing the website. duck yeah that's fine not that it really matters we'll uh, oh have we not have we not done it yet oh look at that December 7th wow this is this, this is, is a really great website very broken there we go LTX 2019 and DreamHack coming to Vancouver. So cool. This page could be better, but don't worry. We're, we're busy making Whatever. the event good. We don't have time to make the uh, this this thing good. Um, huge partnership. Thrilled to be partnering with DreamHack. World record. Okay. Well, oh man, I kind of, you know what? I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to jump the gun a little bit. There's going to be a BYOC. That, but we're partnering with DreamHack. I thought that was like a given. Well, they do other things. Okay. Okay, so there's going to be a BYOC land. Do you know how many seats? Can we say how many seats? I know, but we can't say. Okay, okay. Because you never know. There could be like a slight seating rearrangement or power restrictions or whatever. Sure. Yeah. You never know. You never know. There's still a lot of details Something to could work change. out. That makes sense. But we have paid the deposit on the Vancouver Convention Center. Whew. It will be in the Vancouver Convention Center. Whew. So uh, there will be way better access to hotels and transportation. You can take the Sky Train there. Tons of food. Like, like I've been, it's I've just been gonna going to be better. Pax West. Yeah. For as far as I can tell, my entire life. I, I think the next one will be my like twelfth or thirteenth event. I lost track somewhere along the line. Uh, I'm really excited. I'm, I'm potentially. I'm. I'm. I'm willing to say I'm more excited about this event than than Pax. Which is like that's a very hard thing for me to say. You're kind of a Pax fanboy. I am kind of. If you're being Pax honest, fan. yeah, yeah. But like LTX is legitimately, and I'm 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 not even technically a part of Alliance Media Group anymore, so I have no real technical incentive to even say this. LTX is doing everything that I think they should do. Partnering with DreamHack is a really good idea. Making the event two days is a really good idea. A lot of people are flying in. Flying yeah. in for one, like, eight-ish hour segment. No. Yeah, 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 yeah. We so, always but, knew it was just and there's the growing venues and the and costs. And the, and the, it makes so sense. this year, quite honestly, um, what, the, okay, so. <laughs> Luke's the biggest BSer ever. No. The directive to Colton. So the directive to Colton previously was break even. Right. On the event. We, we didn't expect it to make money, um, but we, we didn't really want to lose a bunch of money. The directive this year is, look, Linus Media Group and Linus Tech Tips doesn't really do a ton of marketing and, quite frankly, a ton of community engagement. Yeah. So this, this is our community engagement budget for the year. Blow it. Blow it all. Hell yeah. So we are already it's engaging. It's going to be so cool. We're already engaging with like actual professional booth building and designing companies. I can't promise we'll use them, but we will at least get some inspiration <laughs> from them. Um, we, we really, really want to take it to, to a completely different level I think this year. the thing is, there's, there's, I can't really think of any conventions, at least in North America, that are hardware-focused. Not that there won't be games there, but it's hardware focused and it's yep. a community event. And there def is definitely might be games there. Yeah, Pax is uh, 
become less and less hardware focused over time. Yeah. There have been more and more gaming and it's more and more like giant AAA companies. It's not as like smaller company, it's much less hands-on. There is, LTX to be is clear, like, we're aware of the indie zone. Yeah. But, okay, if, if, I'm not promising anything, but indie if maybe. we had any indie developers show up, show up to, to, you know, show off their wares at LTX 2019, there would be a hard and fast rule that you have to have a booth that doesn't suck. And I get it, you're an indie developer and it's hard. We would be happy to help, but you can't just have a table with like a vinyl banner behind you and like, I, I hate to stereotype, but like two nerdy guys sitting there at the desk with some business cart, no. It has to be playable. It has to be cool. It has to be like it has to not suck. That's yeah. all I'm asking. Yeah. So it's just I'm 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 in extremely intrinsically excited about this LTX. I think the the main things I wanted improved is like the lines were crazy at last so, one, and and okay. the main stage was could okay. Had used so VR had what three headsets? <laughs> yeah. So we figure the minimum for this coming year is somewhere between fifteen and twenty. Yeah, like that's like, insane and but makes sense. Massive booth. Makes sense. And we just kind of like we kind of like lay it out like so that you can make it somewhat space efficient, but like yeah, we we know. Yeah, absolutely. Like we know. I'm so excited. We know we screwed up a lot of stuff last year. Well, right? I don't I don't necessarily People think it's screwed up. Fun, but yeah. they had a lot of constructive criticism. Yeah. But I don't think it's screwed up. It's our yeah. second convention. It's not Tanacon. It's not like the whatever that Tumblr convention was. Like it succeeded. People were happy. It's just right. growing pains. And I'm I'm just super yeah. excited for this year's upgrade. It was sense. thrilling to me that people showed up to LTX twenty eighteen with like signed stuff from LTX twenty seventeen wanting to get it like signed again like where yeah. there, where there's already that grassroots yeah. sort of movement to, to make this sort of worth migrating for and we know that vancouver is not easy but that's one of the reasons that we're announcing it way earlier this time around you have literally seven months to get a passport and, or figure out time off or whatever else we're also doing it for two days so that it is somewhat justifiable to come up here. Um, Vancouver's a beautiful city. Give it a chance. We're doing it in the summer for a couple of reasons. Number one is so that people aren't in school. And remember, that applies to both you know, younger people and older people who are also in school. Um, so we're doing it in, in July so that people aren't in school. We're also doing it in July because the weather tends to be absolutely fantastic oh, yeah. here in July. If you're into hiking, if you're into food, Vancouver is a great place to go for food. Um, whether you, I mean, pretty much, Richmond. I get so spoiled because living in Vancouver, I'll, whether I travel to yeah, Asia or the US or like pretty much anywhere. It's like, yeah, yeah, food's great. But like, honestly, it's not that different from if I just go to a, like an there's authentic There's probably place back a home. shop. Yeah, there's probably yep. a shop not that far away that yep. I get essentially exactly Indian food, this. Chinese food, Japanese food. Um, you Dennis can get, said like, a the, lot of Middle the Eastern Chinese food. food is better here. Yes. <laughs> like... <laughs> Okay, I could get on. I could get into a whole thing about sort of like uh, yep, meat quality. I, yeah, no, <laughs> I, I know where that conversation spent, goes. <laughs> spent enough time in Asia where like people talk about, yeah, food's cheap in Asia, and I'm like, okay, there is a difference between <laughs> food being cheap and cheap food being cheap. <laughs> I had the most horrifying hamburger, and I know that's what I get for ordering hamburger. But I had just about the most horrifying hamburger in like Brunei or something stupid like that. It was like, look, it was a moment of weakness. It was like halfway through my trip. It was the trip from hell. We had two six month old infants with us. Like we were there because someone in the family was dying. Turns out they weren't dying. He's still alive. And that was like four years ago. Anyway, the, the, look, the point is like, 
It was the worst. And 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 even the more authentic things because the, the entire rest of the trip I had to eat more authentic stuff because I was with my wife and all of her family and we weren't going to go to like like the white people friendly place because <laughs> of the one white actually there were two white guys there me and my brother-in-law. And any, anyway, we weren't going to go there just because of us. We were like, okay, we're going to make the best of it. And I was I was actually far less open-minded about authentic food at that point it was it was it was rough so was, and, and everything else honestly was not great either <laughs> i was like yeah no I, I can understand why this doesn't cost very much because it's like very low grade and that yeah that's <laughs> fine some stuff was really good some stuff was really good there were exceptions but uh, food in vancouver is great so yeah. ltx so don't think of it as like you have to buy a plane ticket just to go to like a one-day convention because a it's two days now. It's two days now. And, and it B, goes overnight, which is something conventions haven't done in a long time. And it's actually really cool because at like three or four in the morning at a convention, the whole vibe changes. Okay, so to be clear, uh, the actual booths will not be open overnight. It'll be the BYOC area, I'm, yes. I'm sure. That's how it works everywhere. That's completely fine. Good. But like the, the whole vibe at the convention changes. It's really, really cool. I suggest trying to stay up for a while. I don't know if I'm going to be able to do it. I, I probably will. Okay, because like I'm gonna be on stage a lot, both you day one and day two. Even if you could. And the night of the first day, I got my Backstreet Boys concert. I heard about that. You're I, actually gonna leave LTX to go there. Look, the concert was booked wow. first. They moved the dates wow. for LTX on me. I I didn't have any. Wow. Look, I never saw them when they were relevant. So. Wow. I want to see the look. Look, look, I'll be there all your day during the day. It has your name on it. All day during the day. Uh, no, I don't think it does, does it? L. I think, isn't that for Linus Tech Tips? Which is technically like a, it's more of a brand than my name. It's at least two-thirds not. Your name is in it. It's your at name least is in it. Two-thirds not my name. You like to say your name's on the building. Well, I just, it's like, yeah, that's just me like playing that, you know, asshat character that but, I play. But that's that, it. Yeah, that's Luke. See, Luke. <laughs> <laughs> Anyway, so I'll go for the concert, and then okay. what I may do is come back for a bit. But I can't like stay up all night. No, you should sleep. I like have to be like, on stage and like yeah. meet and greeting things. It will probably make the show better if you sleep. But I, I, I'm probably gonna buy a BYOC ticket anyway, just so that hopefully I can get in and play some games and stuff. Oh right, because yeah, no, that makes sense. Well, no, I could get a free ticket, but for me, it's just more the principle of the thing. I'll just buy a ticket. Like, yeah. there's gonna be a finite number of seats, and so if I was like, yeah, you know, I want a free ticket, and my brother wants a free ticket, and all my staff need free tickets, and it's like, you know, this is a partnership. Yeah. We need to make sure yeah. that it makes sense for for DreamHack, and it makes sense for Linus Media Group, um, because you know, who knows, you know what this kind of turns into or doesn't turn into. This is, I think, pretty experimental for both of us. Oh, yeah. yeah. So, uh, yeah, we're, we're really excited, though. Are they doing, though. like, tournaments and stuff? I think their approach is going to be relatively low-key this time. Okay. I don't want to promise anything I don't on mean, their like, behalf. big professional tournaments. I mean, like, are they going to do, like... I really don't know. I would love to, like, impromptu shoutcast a Rocket League tournament because I've actually done this before. Really? Yeah. Okay. And I actually think I'm pretty decent at it for Rocket League. Okay. And that would be really fun. Well, you know what? Colton, I think, is watching WAN show because he sent me this really upset message. I've been trying to fix the blog for an hour long. <laughs> um, so I'm sure he heard you say that. Colton, if you want any amount of free help or labor outside of standard hours, I'm down to do whatever. I, I will sacrifice my body to try to make LTX better. Um, one I'm not thing, even kidding. One thing that might help us make LTX better is making sure that we get through our sponsors for the <laughs> yeah. land show today. Because if we don't survive until you know the next LTX, then uh, that would be a shame. Then that would be a shame. Don't worry, we're fine. Yeah. Um, so first up is the Elgato Mini Stream Deck. It allows you to concentrate on your stream instead of trying to memorize keyboard shortcuts or fussing around with the mouse. Why did they put it down there? I didn't even know it was here. I didn't know they set one of these up here. This is awesome. Now I now I can switch to my screen. You can I'm see all my talking points. I'm mildly concerned it's not set up. They broke it. <laughs> 
Well, whatever. It looks like it it's does set up work because this is awesome. So check this out. Every single one of the buttons is a little LCD display. You can't see that at all. Mm. So you can actually see me and Luke there. You can see what it's supposed to be. So you don't have to memorize anything, and you can program them to do pretty much anything that you could want. So you just click the button, and whether you want to, uh, you know, graphically, excuse me, whether you want to. Body help. Whether you want to like switch scenes in a stream or whether you want to execute a macro in Adobe Premiere, which is what Taryn uses the two of them that he has at his desk for, you can do it on the Stream Deck. They're less than 100 bucks. They're available for Mac or Windows, and you can learn more at the link in the... Oh, well, they don't have it in our lower third, but that's okay. They'll learn. <laughs> FreshBooks. FreshBooks is the super simple to use invoicing tool for small business owners and freelancers that does a lot more than just help you create and send slick looking invoices. <laughs> you can track your time with their timesheet function, <laughs> manage your expenses. That is such an inside joke at this point. Manage your expenses and keep track of who owes you what. It also has a feature that tells you when your client looks at an invoice for the first time. Their mobile app has all the functionality of the desktop version, so you can take FreshBooks with you wherever you go and accounting can be confusing. FreshBooks is all about helping with that. It's about making it simple. And if you have any questions, you can reach out to their support staff where you will speak to a real human being. No phone tree, no escalations, no return calls later, just answers to help you out. And as we learned in part one of our PC manufacturers trying to screw you or whatever <laughs> we ended up calling that. Such a cool series. Just being able to talk to someone when you're frustrated can be can make all the difference. So go to freshbooks.com slash when and enter when in the how did you hear about us section. By the way, part two's on, on Floatplane already. It has yes, been it for is. a little while. Uh, part three is coming to Floatplane on Tuesday as well. Ooh, I'm excited. I'm so, really into that series. I'm going with the sweet sriracha barbecue today. Savage one. jerky! Their goal was to make a tasty jerky without nitrates or preservatives. That's not bad for you, but it's still full of flavor and spice. They've got 13 different flavors. My favorite is the maple buffalo bacon. Uh, original's great. The, um, oh, what's the, what's the green one? Moho? Yeah, anything moho is good. They moho also jalapeno make, is my favorite one. They also make barbecue sauce, hot sauce, a spice rub. Their Carolina Reaper hot sauces mm. uses one of the hottest peppers in the world, the Carolina Reaper. And you can use offer code LTT to save 10% at savagejerky.com. We'll have that linked below if you're watching the archive. All right, should we do some tech news? <laughs> we should probably talk about Ryzen 3000, considering that's the title. Okay. All right, sounds good. So the original article is from Reddit, of all places. <laughs> that makes sense. No, there you go. <laughs> Ryzen 3000 will be on TSMC 7 nanometer HPC. So basically, um, Ryzen 1000 and 2000 were built on Samsung's 14 nanometer low power process. Um, this was part of the reason that there was a 4 gigahertz hard cap on clock speed. Like, Ryzen, Threadripper, they are not overclockable. It's not that they're like hard to overclock, they're just not really overclockable. Um, so because of this limit in terms of their frequency, they had a really hard time making up any ground on Intel's processors, particularly in gaming, where single-threaded, high clock speed performance is key. So Zen 2 is rumored to be made on TSMC's 7 nanometer high performance process. This could give us a 13% boost in clocks compared to low power's 4.6 gigahertz, putting Ryzen 3000 over 5 gigahertz. Along with this, we are expecting a 15% IPC improvement along with eight cores per CCX, which should mean less uh, communication between the interconnects and faster mm. memory. So if you were to extrapolate a 15% IPC, so that's instructions per clock uplift, plus a 15% improvement in the raw clock speed, that could be a 30% improvement in performance. It is also sort of anticipated that the Spectre Meltdown foreshadow hardware fixes will hit Intel about 10% harder than Ryzen, meaning it could be possible that Ryzen 3000 could be 10% faster than core in single-threaded workloads. This is according to, though, reddit.com slash r slash AMD stock. <laughs> so take it with more salt than is, was used to preserve this jerky. Yeah. 
I, uh... Do you own any tech stock? No. There's, you know the problems there. Oh, yeah, that's right. Yeah. Okay. Um, Long story. Yeah, long story, actually. Yeah. So, no. But, like... It's actually been pretty wild lately. take this for what it is. The only times I have ever owned tech stock, um, I owned, like, a couple thousand dollars of NVIDIA, probably pre-LMG. So this must have been about eight years ago or something like that. And then I owned, like, I don't know, $5,000 or something like that of OCZ shortly before they disappeared. No, don't. I was, I was, I got out. Oh, okay. Yeah, I got out. Nice. All right. I actually, I made a little bit of money on that stock. And it was, like, kind of thrilling and it was cool. And I was like, ooh, I'm, like, playing the market. Um, well, apparently then, you did okay with that if you got out before. <laughs> yeah, I made money on NVIDIA as well. Hmm. But I pulled out because, well, I, okay, I pulled out because I was like, I'm new to this. You know, I made some money. Okay, I'm going to, like, call that good. Yeah. And then um, OCZ completely went supernova. And I was like, you know what? F this. I'm out. I don't invest. So I didn't put any money back into NVIDIA, which probably would have been a good idea. They were around $17 at that time. Oof. Yeah. Oops. Uh, anyway. <laughs> I mean, whatever. It's all game. Then I got into LMG, and it really seemed like a very obvious conflict of interest. <laughs> Duh. So anyway, take this from people who are sitting where we're sitting. I have no ownership stake of any tech company. Yeah. Actually, I don't think I own any stocks at all right now. Yeah, zero. Zero stocks. Um, and then do you own any? No. No. Okay. What tech stocks would you buy? Hmm. And remember, okay, we're not going to be experts when it comes to, you know, the, what is it, the dead cat bounce or like whatever, you know, like like all that stocky yeah. investment-y stuff. I'm just talking As from a, people. over the next three to five years, who do you expect to just kill it? in terms of the actual tech, which theoretically at some point, although I can't quite find the correlation sometimes, theoretically at some point should affect the stock price. <laughs> yeah, I see. Okay, that's actually one thing I was gonna bring up is like, I don't know what current speculation is. So things could be inflated. I don't know if they are or not, but like if, if we completely ignore all of that, yeah. I, I genuinely do think AMD would be a good position. You think so? Yeah. Like long AMD. Not, yes. Short AMD is scary because they're yeah. like all over the place right yeah, now. Yeah, yeah, long AMD. Like just to be clear, I track it just because I'm curious. But their their platform for CPUs right now is really strong, and as we can see, whether this rumor is true or not, the fact that it's like that could be possible has a lot of potential in it. And Intel's in a really bad spot; they're kind of locked. Intel um, looks good on paper because. Their revenue is great. Yeah. Um, their forecasting might look pretty darn good. But the problem is that, and we talked about this a lot, back when we talked about AMD launching their 32-core Epic processors, the long lead time on Enterprise, where from the inception of a project like a supercomputer to the actual putting of CPUs into sockets could be a year, 18 months, two years like in some cases you end up actually building a custom facility for the damn thing before you even actually cut a po for any computer hardware like that's the kind of scale these projects operate on so intel's revenues might look really good because they have contracts locked in from before amd was even remotely competitive but that situation can change. And if AMD can stay very competitive and or even be a leader in certain aspects of that space, we're going to start to see it soon. Yeah. And like, okay, I, I don't want any of this to be interpreted as actually advising anyone to do anything. Please no. As far as I'm concerned, please. investing in stocks is gambling. Yeah. You might as well put you know, 10,000 on black and spin the wheel as far as I'm concerned because there are so many factors. Like you could- there's definitely more to it than that, but like, yeah. You could have, well, yes and no. Because look at look, look at what happened to hard drives back in, what was it, 2011? Uh, when there yeah. was the, the flooding in uh, Th- Thailand, right? Yeah. yeah Th- Thailand flooding. It, it, it completely destroyed their revenue. And then, this is the crazy thing. So it destroyed their revenue, everyone dumped them. 
And then their profit margins went way up because <laughs> supply was constrained and they were a hot item. Yeah. It was like, yo, you understand that, How does like, this even work? What is even going on? Like, the business <laughs> fundamentals never really changed here. I just so, think, like, instead of a, what is it, a f like 48.5 or something percentage yeah. chance if you go on black or red, I think you can try to push that percentage a little bit. Yeah, but you can also push that percentage at the blackjack table. That's true. Like, you don't have to play roulette. You did use roulette as an example. That's true. I'm just saying. Because, like, war could break out. And it's, it's a And that will rapidly, and that's actually, like, a scary possibility. Like, it's a funny thing to talk about because in our lifetimes, our generation, there have been wars. There was the war in Afghanistan. But if we're being, if we're being honest no with ourselves. No global scale conflicts. That was not a war compared to the Second World War. Yeah. Like the our, the previous generation saw war to the degree that the entire country is mobilized. You know, people who aren't yeah. working are kind of being rounded up to produce bullets in impromptu factories so that the soldiers overseas will have enough bullets. Like, it's different. It's very different. Um, and when that happens, there are some companies that can flourish, and there's other companies that will absolutely not. Tech companies might actually even do okay. I wouldn't think consumer tech companies would do okay, but certain enterprise tech companies might do completely fine. So we're just trying to say that no matter what it is, no matter how sure the outlook is, anything could happen. So it really is a gamble. What, um, I'm the only one that answered, though. What, are, what about you? <sighs> I, have a, I have a few other, like, maybe interesting idea ones, but I want to I hear from you. This I isn't mean, something I've thought about, so I really, I don't know. I actually think Amazon is far from capped out, personally. Yep, for sure. Um, like, I've... I, thought, I, I I always have a problem with including them in, in this type of stack because you're talking I thought we were talking about like like tech companies where yeah no they make echoes and stuff oh, yeah oh, yeah no you're totally They're even right. a hardware company All right, yeah no, yeah I yeah. think they have plenty of room to continue to innovate um, and continue to take over the world like if there's anyone who's going to be the by and large from Wally it's going to be Amazon oh absolutely. Point. Yeah. Have you seen their their like the revenue stack of Amazon versus all these other retail companies? No, it's insane. I, I don't know where that picture's from, but it like it includes so many physical retailers that are like really big names that are just a tiny fraction of the revenue that Amazon's pulling. Like it's absolutely it's madness. Wild. Yeah, um, I, I don't so I don't think there's an insight for them either. I think I think there's I think there's plenty of room for them, especially because they've already gone global. They've got they've they're opening up India, um, and they are sophisticated. So, yeah, Amazon. I, I wanted to put, like, a quarter of my net worth in Amazon, like, five years ago, which, like, it wasn't, you know, like, a huge amount of money or anything, but it was, like, a big bet for me. Well, yeah. And that was around the time that, instead, uh, we founded Linus Media Group. So, you know what? Linus Media Group has been a, worked out great. <laughs> but um, Amazon also wouldn't have been a bad bet. <laughs> um, so, yeah, I... I, I tried to get... I sent a, yeah. was it a letter? I don't know. This was a long time ago. Pre-Halo 1. Yeah. I tried to, the, the only person I knew that had any form of money um, was my grandpa. So I like wrote a thing and gave it to my grandpa trying to get my grandpa to invest in Bungie. Pre-Halo 1. Before the game was out. I was like, this is going to be insane. And I'm a kid. I have no money. I can't do it. But I'm like, someone needs to do this. And uh, that was a no. So there was no bungee investment at that time. I don't even know if they were, a, I didn't know anything back then. I don't know if they were a publicly tradable company. Like I have, I have no clue if that was even I no possible. Idea. I was just like, I think my grandpa was just like, okay. Like, <laughs> okay, my boy. Uh, do we have to talk about this? I, I mean, wait, what, which one? Oh, uh. So TF2 used to be fun. <laughs> TF2 was so much fun. And then they made it free to play and there were hats everywhere. That was legitimately when I stopped playing. TF2 used to actually be really fun. The problem with free to play is that there's no real there's no real venom in the in the Vacban fangs. Yeah. Because you can just use do they still call them Smurf accounts? Yeah. Okay. So you can just use Smurf accounts and you can create as many accounts as you want 
and the band just means nothing. IP is so easy to get around these days. Very easy. Get a get a PIA subscription, support, and like, support the channel. I don't want to be like that, but it's kind of a different community in games where it's people who can afford to pay 20 bucks. I, so one thing that I'm going to throw in here is Prime Status. So you were asking about this early on. If you bought Counter-Strike before it went free-to-play, uh -huh. you have Prime Status. And if you pay the equivalent of buying the game, you can buy Prime Status. Forever? Forever. It's a one-time purchase. And you can filter matches so that you only play against Prime-enabled people. Oh. Oh, okay. So, like, my account... Okay, I actually didn't know that. ...only okay, plays fine. against Prime-enabled accounts. So Prime status matches you with Prime status And if players, I remember correctly, for Prime, gun. for Prime, you have to, like, you have to put your phone number in. So, like, if your Prime account gets banned, your phone number gets banned. Okay. And, like, there's some other... You, I think you have to play a minimum amount before you can actually matchmake at that, even if you buy a Prime account. Like, there's... There, I don't remember all of it. I'm sorry. But the, there is additional requirements as well. Like, yeah, Prime matchmaking is, is pretty cool. There is still plenty of hackers on Prime matchmaking. Wingman, before they... Most people don't even... In the Counter-Strike community don't even know what Wingman is. But Wingman, before they enabled replays and before they enabled... Um, what is it called? The, like, was this person cheating watcher thing? I don't remember what that's called, but whatever. Uh, before they enabled either of those things was just a hive of villainy in terms of hacking. And when they enabled those things, it was insane. The amount of people that, are, that got banned the next day because there was all these replays of people cheating in this special mode that didn't have replays. So oh. then just waves of bans. It was it was glorious because I, I liked to play that mode. But yeah, so okay. So in addition to it going free to play, and the prime status thing, there's also a battle royale mode. One interesting thing about this battle royale mode... Is there mode, like a bill that got passed that I'm not aware of? That <laughs> you, every you game has to, to. You have, you have, to, have to, to battle royale. Soon there's going to be Dota <laughs> battle royale. Like, well, that, that would actually be kind of, that'd be kind of cool. Is that a thing already? Dota battle royale. Dota New Dota battle. 2 has a battle royale mode. Yeah, I was like, I'm pretty sure I've when heard was this? Oh, I, I already closed it. Ah, that's fine. I'm over it. Okay, so... Danger zone. Most battle royales, they're like a hundred people, right? Mm -hmm. This is sixteen. That's not really royale. It's much smaller. It's like less than battlefield. The map is really, really tiny. Like it says in here, the matches last about ten minutes each. That makes sense. Um, you can you can play in solo, duo, or trios. There's no quad. There's no okay. squad or quad or whatever you want to call it. Um, Squad. Huh? Yeah, yeah, fine. yeah, yeah. All right. Um, you you pick up guns and equipment and no. armor and flashbangs, and there is a self-heal thing, which Counter-Strike hasn't had before, but there is a self-heal thing, which makes sense. Uh, but you also pick up cash, because Counter-Strike has always had the buying mechanics, yes. right? So you can buy stuff, but a drone will deliver it to you. Okay. That's interesting. You have a tablet thing, so you can see the map, and you can see the drone coming to you, but everyone else can see the drone, mm. and it drops it on you. And, like, if you move a little bit, it'll go to where you are. Interesting. So people can hunt the drones down. And this is actually a really, if you haven't played before, do this and get tons of free kills. Trust me. You hunt the drone down. You follow the drone. And then you go to where it's dropping it. You sit a little bit away. You wait for it to drop. And then you just aim where it's dropping. And some dude's going to run up and try to get it. You just shoot him. It's amazing. There's free kills all the time. It's, uh, yeah, it, it's interesting. It's one thing that I like about it is the 10 minute matches. Even if you win, it's like a 10 minute match. Okay. It's a lot faster. That's one improvement. Like, Battle Royale, I, I had a lot of fun playing PUBG. Not Fortnite so much, but I had a lot of fun playing PUBG. Like, the handful of times I was able to do it. Yeah. But it was just. It's really long. Unless you could commit, like, three hours to a gaming session, you're not we, really going to get into your groove even necessarily. No. Like, we won our first and third game, I think it was. Oh so God. those matches are really long. Yeah. Like, they actually go on for a very long time. And that, that's been a problem with competitive games for a long time, is that their matches last forever. A competitive Counter-Strike match lasts a very long time. Competitive League of Legends match, very long time. Dota 2, very long time. Lots of these games are really, really long. So having 10-minute matches is actually very cool. And, like, when you die or when you win, there's a play again button sitting right there. Click it, you get right back into another game. It's really fast. Cool. Okay. Yeah. OnePlus is CEO. This was posted by Dr. McIntosh on the forum. Oh, the previous one was Princess Cadence, and the previous one was uh, Deus Voltage. OnePlus is CEO. Tells the truth. 
about 5G. Dun, the original dun, dun. article here is from The Verge, and it's from an interview with Pete Lau about Qualcomm Snapdragon 855. Uh, or no, it's at, the, it's, at, sorry, it's at the Snapdragon Tech Summit in Maui. So he said his company is working on both a new 5G OnePlus phone and 4G phones in parallel. He expects the 5G phone will cost as much as $200 to $300 more. Wrap your head around that. Holy cow. So 5G is coming, but it is not necessarily going to be mainstream. That is one hell of a premium. That's like a G-Sync addition to your phone. So this might not be the case for all new 5G smartphones. Um, some might try to monetize their existing customer base as much as they can, just saying, well, you know, people will pay for it, so we're going to price it at whatever, whatever we can. While others might try to gain market share by offering 5G connectivity at a cutthroat price. One of the challenges is going to be building 5G phones for multiple carriers that can operate on different that operate on different frequencies. So, Lao expects that it will be even more difficult. Now, this has gotten easier over time as the as the um, the antennas that have been integrated into our phones have gotten broader and broader support for 4G LTE frequencies. But now. He expects it's going to be even more difficult to take a phone from one carrier to another with 5G than it was for 4G. Interesting. They haven't seen a solution that would cover different carrier, many carriers around the world. Huh. Well, that's Interesting. pretty scary. That is kind of scary. As if phones weren't expensive enough already. So OnePlus's 5G phone is targeting just one type of 5G network. The slower speeds but wider coverage area sub-6 spectrum used by EE, its first carrier partner in Europe. In the US, AT&T and Verizon are both focusing on the faster but lower range millimeter wave. Hmm. And apparently on the product level, it's much more complex than 4G, like a significantly higher level of challenge, especially millimeter wave. Huh. It's going to be interesting in places like the US. Where, like, I mean, Canada has this problem too, but I literally think it's worse in the U.S. The coverage areas are already terrible. Wow, that's rough. I mean, you like shorter distance, less penetration through walls signals. So this is interesting. Walmart has apparently dropped the pricing of their overpowered gaming PCs, I guess, to just get rid of them. And then... Uh, I don't know, I guess to just get rid of them and either refresh them with better motherboards or just get rid of them outright. Fascinating. It's too bad because I actually think that there was potential for them to, like there were processes that seemed to be fine across the board. I was surprised how many people were really upset about the USB 3 port being hot glued in. Oh, yeah, I mean that just didn't make any sense to me, but I didn't think it was that big of a deal. Yeah. But like people thought it was just a horrendous thing. Really? And, like stuff gets hot glued into pre-built PCs all yeah. the time. Like that's actually like, quite things common. Things jostle around in shipment. Yeah, it's... and hot glue, especially because you got to remember too. I actually didn't test it. I should have tested. it. I should have pulled it out. There's lots of different kinds of hot glue. Some of them are actually designed to be quite easy to to peel off. Like there are lots of electronics that have hot glue on them. Yeah. Um, no, the I thought you were going to say uh, you were surprised people were so upset about the USB two on the front. And I was going to say, no, I was pretty upset about that. The front ports were USB 2. Come on, what year is it? Literally didn't even know what you're talking about. That sounds yeah. really stupid. <laughs> um, very, very stupid. Especially with the amount of USB 3 front headers you can get now. Like, you can actually put a lot up there pretty easily. Was the CPU hot glued in too? No. No. No, they got that part right. All right. Bringing us to the end of the show with the Super Chats. Yeah. All right, do an LTT beanie for real, says Andrew. Uh, there will be lots more merch stuff. Stay tuned. Um, yeah, stay tuned. Liam says, will this work? It worked, Liam. <laughs> Mesh says, what even? What are these super chats? Well, sometimes people don't, like, they say something within the context of what's happening at that exact second. On the internet, no, no one knows you're a puppy. That didn't make sense at any point in this stream. Nope, his name is Pup Shepherd, though. So Daniel says, when did you start growing a beard, Luke? Was it when your razor got too dull? <laughs> I don't want to talk about it. 
But uh, I'm yes. I'm looking for a barber because I'm gonna try to have it shaped. Okay, got it. I want to keep it going, but it's a mess, so I just want it to be not a mess. Dennis asks, Linus, is the 4790K still a good CPU, or is it worthwhile to upgrade? And if you were to upgrade, would you choose Ryzen or Intel? I mostly game. I would hold on to it. Oh, but I need more cores for other stuff. Okay. What other stuff? Yeah, that would be helpful to know. If it's just for gaming, no, I would stick with that. Maybe overclock it a little bit. If you need to do other stuff, it depends what the other stuff is and how much of it you do. If you do a lot of other stuff and it needs a lot more cores, I'd go Ryzen. If not, then I'd probably go 8600K or something like that. Post on the forum. Yeah. Um, SSAMJH says, I just bought X470 and Ryzen 7 2700X. So sad. No, don't be sad. It's a good, good combo. Should be right. Mr. Kerwood says, subscribe to PewDiePie. <laughs> Dave says, love LTT. Wanted to make another plea for a retro gaming video team up with retro RGB. Um, I don't know exactly what we do. You know, it's funny. We get like collab requests from other creators sometimes. And I, I got one quite recently that's like, I'm like, yeah, sure. That would be kind of neat. But like, what do we do? What would we do? I don't like collabing just for the sake of cross-pollinating. It feels icky. Yeah. Like cross-pollinating. Yeah. I just, I just don't care. Um, Marshall Long sent $69. Of course he did. Thoughts on Intel missing the 10 nanometer node? Oh. So, for one thing, I do want to point out, they didn't entirely miss it. They, do actu they are actually shipping 10 nanometer products right now. A lot of people don't know this. They have Nooks that do have 10, did you know this? That have 10 nanometer processors in them. Um, yeah. Yeah, so, so they, didn't, they didn't miss it all together, but it's sort of in the same way that they didn't entirely miss Broadwell. Yeah. <laughs> like Broadwell Consumer, to be clear. Broadwell did make it to HEDTN Enterprise. Um, but yes, they did. They did miss Broadwell, and they, they do appear to have missed 10 nanometer because from what I've been seeing, the rumor is they're kind of trying to go straight to seven now. Have you seen this as well? Yes. Um, I think we've known, haven't we known that for a bit? So the thing about Intel is a lot of people like to talk about Intel as though Intel is a person with a singular desire and a singular work ethic and a singular um, sort of moral compass as though, as though it was that simple. Intel is... A lot a of people. Giant company. There are a gigantic companies, something like a hundred thousand employees, and they even just physical displacement of those employees is very notable. On the one hand, this is a pretty big black mark on what is otherwise an astonishing record of technological innovation over the years. Uh, on the other hand, to me, it's less about Intel missing ten nanometer and more about Intel missing 10 nanometer being indicative of where the technology industry is going over the next 10 years. We have taken for granted that things will just get faster and smaller with better battery life. We just assume that every year there will be a new iPhone that is better than the old one in some meaningful way. Yeah. That may actually stop. And it's funny because I remember standing, it was really weird. It was kind of like, it was kind of like a Jesus speech um, because uh, Raja Kaduri had just come back to AMD and I kind of feel like they did it on purpose. Like he was supposed to be kind of like the Messiah to bring their graphics business back from the brink. <laughs> Meanwhile, he's gone now, but anyway, Oof. that's a whole other thing. So he's standing, we're in Hawaii and he's standing at the top of this kind of hill and we're all kind of, spread out in front of him at the wow. bottom of the hill. No, really. It was wow. Kind of like, <laughs> okay. We had just kind of hiked up to this thing. It was it was cool. There were like runes and stuff. Anyway. Um, there was runes and stuff? Ruins. Ruins. Yeah, not those kinds of runes. Okay. I was like, this uh, is getting pretty crazy. No escapey runes. <laughs> um, and he kind of stands up there and declares AMD's graphics business to be a software business. And remember, this was, was he wrong? How programmable have GPUs become in that time? Yeah. And that's effectively 
what that's that's one piece of this of the puzzle of the direction that we are moving overall and intel missing a node and your applications getting faster and your graphics in your games getting better anyway is sort of an indication of what is to come software tomfoolery like with vr the way that they disagree. will inject extra frames to accommodate that graphics cards haven't gotten a lot faster or more certainly not more affordable software tomfoolery may just be the way it's going to have to be go ahead i think it might be the way it's going to have to be for a little while and then we will change how we're doing things like I mean, Risk Five could come along and really change the game. Yeah, like, like there, there could be completely different architecture styles. But that's gonna take time. Yes. Okay. I, 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 I will, I will agree with your stance probably for like a little while. Five but years? I, I think, I could see it doing that. Five years. For sure. Yeah, I could see that. But I think eventually we're gonna change how we do things, and then we'll see advancement again in, in, in hardware. Or whatever it is at that time. Because like the challenge Organics here, even. is that if we Organic could just computing is a really cool. If we concept. could just keep pushing clock speed higher, it would be easier to compensate for some of the some of the trickery that has already made its way into the hardware products. I mean, you look at what happened with Spectre and Meltdown. Yeah. Uh, anything that requires a branch prediction, for example, which dramatically accelerates the CPU. I mean, if you don't have good branch prediction in your CPU, your performance basically sucks these days. <laughs> And now all of a sudden there's these exploits that are making it so that it's becoming more challenging to implement these features. I mean, SMT, there was, uh, there was a group that came out and basically said, hyper-threading is insecure. We just like shouldn't use it anymore. Meanwhile, poor AMD, oh man, we finally got it. <laughs> we just added this. <laughs> so, it's like, it's like everyone tells you about this party and you show up and you show up and everyone's leaving. Yeah. It's like, oh. <laughs> so thoughts on Intel missing the 10 nanometer node. Um, I don't think that Intel, I don't think people are going to stop needing computing devices. And I think Intel is going to continue to be a player in that space, whether it's through innovating their own things or acquiring others or just marketing the heck out of themselves again. Um, but the industry as a whole has gotten less exciting to me. Oh, I'm yeah. not going to hide it. Yep. And I think that Intel is a symptom as opposed to uh, the problem. I hope that answer is helpful. Um, I can't read your username, but you said Fortnite is for children. <laughs> uh, Warboy, please make a video. We sawed this PC case in half and put it back together with the power of flex tape. Uh, no. Uh, Hetriu, hi. Dax, hi. Uh, Johnny, Hi, wow, Janzy boy. I need a new phone. Is the Vivo Next worth it? I wouldn't go Vivo Next personally. I would go something with a better camera. Mikkel says, ordered your coffee. Should be here in a few days. You're going to be trying it the same time I am because I actually haven't tried it yet. Really? Well, I, you, I don't really drink coffee, like yeah. as you know. Yeah. And I wasn't actually in office when they were doing all the testing of like the different blends okay. that they concocted for us and stuff. But we had just about a dozen people here try it and like it. So, cool. what is, what is the blend? Do we know? Can you say? Well, I haven't tried it. Oh, okay, that's fair. Yeah. So I'll be trying it around the same time as everyone else. And uh, by the way, don't pre-order. But also, I guess pre. Yeah, think of it more like supporting LTT and less like pre-ordering. Um, Jodel, so, hi, cheers, back to Norway. Uh, Qwerty asked LTX after party. Wow, no idea. Um, get back to you on that one, Cameron. LTX after party. Time to fly up from Florida for this. That would be awesome. It's gonna be awesome. I can't read your name because you're Russian, but what's the dream hack? Dang it, it's dream hack. Just Google dream hack. Yeah. Um, but says, what exactly is going on at LTX? Lots of stuff. Stay tuned to WAN Show. We're gonna be talking about it. It's gonna it a be lot. great. Gizus says, best phone for gaming, GPS, hotspotting, Bluetooth, and charge. Oh, and charging all at the same time in hot weather without overheating. I still play Pokemon Go. Oh, no. Uh, hey, hey, Jake, that fan module for the ROG phone, that made a pretty big difference, right? Yeah. Like what, five degrees, 10 degrees? I don't know. I don't know exactly degrees, but it felt a lot better. 
I don't remember. It, it actually helped. And actually, uh, OnePlus, we found cool. when we were evaluating the Razer gaming phone, OnePlus does a great job of the management of their CPU's power states. So can't, can't recommend those guys enough. Clemens says, will there be free Madrina's coffee at LTX? Probably not, but knowing those guys, maybe. Maybe, yeah. Tommy knows? says, bring Channel Superfun back. Uh, Probably. Channel Superfun? <laughs> yeah, you heard Channel Superfun. Hey, one Channel Superfun video is like half edited right now. Right? Really? What is it? It's the vlog from Bam. Oh, really? Someone's <laughs> spending time editing that mess? That's a shame. Well, uh, in their downtime. <laughs> <laughs> well, no, I don't, I don't even care. I just mean that it must be painful. I think so. It was somebody who didn't go on the trip is editing it, too. <laughs> oh, my so. goodness. That's kind of funny. Mr. Boisver says, Dear LTT team, Australia just passed a very problematic bill to break encryption on any online service. I editorialized the very problematic bit. This is extremely problematic. What? You have, not, have you not heard about this? We no? probably should have covered this on the show today. It's kind of a big what? deal. Um, basically, they are mandating backdoors. Why? I mean, I don't think they're going to do it. But if I was Google and Facebook and Microsoft and Amazon, just don't. And I be knew, there and I knew what was, and I thought I knew what was best for my entire industry moving forward. I would completely pull out of Australia, yeah. like now. Let the Australian people be super mad that they can't reach anybody on any services that they are accustomed to using and beat down the doors of their elected representatives and get this fixed. The fact that Australia is so messed up in regards to how they deal with internet is just insane. It's, it's such a mess. Yeah. Neon Visual asks if I can bring the Backstreet Boys back to LTX oh after the God. show. Oh my God, at like four in the morning, we should play it on the speakers. It'd be so amazing. Yes. Um, Anonymous, got a dream job. <clears throat> Want to support my favorite YouTubers, sent $500. Wow. Is that the maximum you can send in a super chat? I think so. I have no idea. There is a max. That's crazy. Holy crap, thank you. Thanks, Anonymous. Um, we're glad to be your favorite. We're glad someone else wasn't your favorite. <laughs> <laughs> um, Nick says, thank you, Linus and the Media Group. I like that. It's kind of like a band. <laughs> Linus wow. and the Media Group. Just <laughs> For giving me the confidence to build my first PC today. Rock on, man. So does that count as having your name in it? Um, Linus uh, and the Media no. Group? Wow. Okay. No. Uh, no, it doesn't. All right. I think that's pretty much it. Thanks for watching, you guys, and we'll see you again next week. Same bad time, same bad channel. Goodbye. And we'll see you on Floatplane next week. Yeah.